This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We're really grateful for this community that has stuck with us through this intense 8 journey. It's meant a lot. If you'd like to support us by donating to our podcast, at the end of every episode's show notes, there's a link. If you click that, it'll take you right to our donation page. So please consider doing that, and thanks again. Venus flytrap, the ultimate predator, whale whisperer. These are honestly all terms that can be used for Chelsea, and I'm pretty confident they can be applied to pretty much all 835s. Chelsea's friends joke that she has a way of shamooing them, training behavior to get the outcome she wants. Between the magnetism of the eight, the adaptable shininess of the three, and the wealth of data points that come from the five as they observe other people, these eights draw people in. I should say, these eights draw whoever they want to draw in, in. That's the point. All the skills they have at their disposal, they use to assess who they want to come closer and who they want to keep at a distance. And they are extremely effective at it. And while it sounds a little scary and sounds a little manipulative, we know what's at the heart of an eight. It's about feeling free, independent, like we're steering our own ship. So this is really about these eights wanting to feel safe. I, you know, I feel like I use my three the least, but it's definitely there for sure. No, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah your five is stronger. So the field you're working in seems particularly yeah. five-ish. Yes. Right? Yes. Whereas Amanda, the three was stronger and she's in like a bougie yoga studio. So, you know. <laughs> I just listened to her episode the whole time. I was like, I think this is the life that I think I want to live, but yes. I think, I would, I think yes. it would exhaust me though. So <laughs> for sure. Well, also is your stacking social first or not? Cause that helps nope. her dead last. That's dead right. Last. Me too. So the reality is there's a few things that aren't in place for us to live that life. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Well, how about we just start with who you are? which you guys all hate that question, but let's go. We do. And you know what? I like prepared for this and I overthought <laughs> I it <laughs> so much because what do you say first? And I oh, think no. this every time I go to the doctor and every time I ask my patients, so I'm a nurse, I guess we'll start there. I'm a nurse. <laughs> sure. And every time I ask my patients, the first thing they tell me, you know, do they start off by saying why they came to the hospital or do they start off by telling me what they do for a living or who they are? And then that's what I latch on. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. That's how you see yourself. That's yeah. the most important thing to you. And so, yeah. And so when people ask me this, I'm like, Oh, what's the most important part of me? I don't know. So <laughs> I'm curious well, what you landed on. <laughs> sure. Uh, wife, yeah. mom, nurse. Mm-hmm. I'm a morning person. Yeah. I'm a coffee lover. That's my simple daily pleasure is my, mm-hmm. my coffee in the morning. I try really hard to be a minimalist, which sometimes goes well and sometimes does not so much. And I just I keep saying, like, I want to be a simple person and live a simple life. And people tend to laugh at me when I say that. And they say, you know, Chelsea, you're, you're just not a simple person. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but I want to be so bad because it just seems so relaxing. But they're right. I will never be. I would be bored quickly, mm-hmm. I think. But, but I try. I chase it. <laughs> you aspire to it. You do the I capsule do. wardrobes, too? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I do. You all do. You all do. We do. Yes. Uh-huh. I am so grateful to work in a place where I wear the same color scrubs every day. Like True. I don't even have to think about the color <laughs> I choose. I just put on my blue and, and I go. But outside of work, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm a black and white kind of girl and a 
athleisure mm-hmm. kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So I want my you, comfort you like and a, my simple colors. Are you a decor purger? My friends laugh and say that my our house is sterile because I don't like things on the wall. I don't want rugs. I don't want little knickknacks. Just yeah. I want the basics. I want the essentials and nothing else. Just get it out. <laughs> yes. And I go to people's houses and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so, so cute here. And I, you know, I start thinking I need to buy like matching towels for the bathroom or, you know, hand towels. Uh, (laughs) All of our bath towels are black. No other color in that house. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because it's not simple enough. (laughs) Oh gosh. Mm -mm. And white, like that comes with its own set of problems. So we go straight (laughs) to black and that is it. That is it. We have two little boys. So like no white towels. Uh -uh. Um, You don't have pets? So I had a dog that was like, I can't even talk about it. I'll start crying. He passed okay. in December, but that is, right. that was my baby. Yes. yes. But we, I was going to say that creates a problem for black. Yes. Yeah. But hair. he was, he was black. Though, oh, there so it all kind of blended in. Yeah. There you go. We ate, so don't like to be vulnerable, but my dog, you know, I could really open up to him because oh, yes. who was he going to tell? <laughs> <laughs> the dogs keep all the secrets. Totally. And yeah. The best companions. So. I actually mistyped when I first found the Enneagram, I just latched on so strongly to a one. Yeah. And I bounced back and forth for a couple of months. You know, I would see something, I would see a post and, you know, for a one and I would say, oh, that's me exactly. And then I would see something about an eight and I would say, no, that's really me. And so I did a little digging. Um, I kind of went on a deep dive. And what I figured out is that those one kind of traits and that wanting to be seen as good and wanting to be the good girl, right? Do all the right things. That is something I am really that way with my parents and a couple of older people like in the church I grew up in, but outside of them and in my adult life and my work life, you know, everywhere else, there's no question that I am an eight. Mm -hmm. And so that actually has been interesting because I now kind of will find myself arguing with my parents and kind of standing up to them when they say things that I have a different, you know, viewpoint on or don't agree with. Whereas before I would really just kind of agree because I, you know, I just, I want to be the good girl. I want to be, say all the right things and do all the right things. And, and I will think about that when I find myself agreeing with them when they Mm -hmm. say, especially my mom, my mom and I are so close and find myself agreeing with something. And I'll have to say, hold on, I really don't agree with this. And I'm not okay with this. And when did that change? When did you start doing that? Once I was able to say, hold on a second, is this what I believe? Or do I just want to be seen as good? And so once I kind of latched onto that eight and really was like, no, and was able to draw that line of the one really only comes out with, you know, my parents, my grandparents, you know, these people. It's not who you are though. And it really isn't. And so kind of once I figured that out, I found myself very intentionally saying, hold on, is this something I want to agree with? Or is this Mm -hmm. a a tough, and my mom does not like confrontation. Mm -hmm. And so that it has kind of driven a wedge. She's not as quick to say things that she thinks because I think she knows I'm going to come back and probably argue with her. It'll get there. Our conversations. Yeah. And we're we're getting there and we have, Uh we're so close, but I kind of laugh now because I'm like, oh, the Enneagram really did a number (laughs) on me and mom. crap up. Yeah. (laughs) But it's good though. It's good. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting because if you line something up, you valued being you more than you valued the lining with even these key people, which is very 
Yeah. You know, some things like watermelon's not good. I'm going to let that slide. The things that I find myself stepping up to argue about are not really things that affect me personally. Um, So much as I feel the need to stand up for the people who are affected firsthand, fighting for the people who, you know, aren't there to fight for themselves to my mother. So Mm. I let a lot of things go if I feel like they're not really important. Right. But some things I'm just like, hold on, let's talk about all the other things that we're not thinking of right here. I find myself really rooting for, I don't want to say the underdog, that's not fair to say, but you know, for the people who can't be there to kind of stand their own ground at that time. Yeah. I just constantly am watching and listening to people around me and in my mind just saying this seems to be their motive or this seems to be where they're coming from or this seems like what they're going to do in the future. But just constantly just like taking in these little things that I see. My husband, I something that I see him do over and over and over or, you know, a coworker or even a patient that you know, I have more limited interaction with just constantly watching their behaviors, listening to the things that they say, the tone they use, just taking all of that in and almost turning it into data and deciding what do I need to do to keep you either close to me or far away. And so in college, I studied behavioral neuropsychology. Yeah. And so I literally, you know, dissected brains and learned every little bit and piece of the brain Mm -hmm. and talked about, you know, what pathways and, you know, what happens in the brain when you do this over and over. And I was so fortunate to study um, under the professor that I did, but it has helped me. And I don't know that help is the best word because I don't know that people would say this is a great thing, but it has, it helps me detach from the emotion. Like I can say, this person is doing this because, and especially if I know them well and can say, oh, in the past, this has happened and this has shaped them into doing this. Oh, no, um, that's helpful. But that's helpful. I think, I mean, it's I helpful think it's when helpful. you detach from yourself all the time. That, that's true. And I think I'm, I would say I am pretty in tune with my emotions, but being able to watch someone else and it's almost like in my mind, I can see what's happening in their brain and visualize mm-hmm. it or visualize what can I don't like this behavior that this person is bringing to me? Yeah. How can I change it? Right. Um, <laughs> Are you successful? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, one hundred percent. It is. Um, my friends call me the master manipulator. And, okay, and it's funny. You're not so, a solutions master, but maybe you're a puppet master. <laughs> and it's so. It's almost honestly. It's taken me a while. As I'm 31, I was probably 25 or 26 before. I realized how frequently I do this. Like I had studied how to do it. I understood how to get a behavior you want out of someone. You know, I can change your behavior with time and and a little bit of effort. But it took me a while to realize that I do this all the time. And it's not always intentionally. Are you positive you're not five? Like you're really confident. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Two fives told me this. Uh, my daughter's one of them, is she kind of admitted that she completely kind of has me hopping around. And I was like, oh, my word, it's true. Because <laughs> she studies me. And then she just does this magic. I don't even know what it is because it's so far from being a thing I do. And I'm doing what she wants, usually. Yep. She's she mooing you, right? It's we, we, unbelievable. It's unbelievable um, the skill you guys have. <laughs> it is, you know, and to study behavioral psychology, I read a book one time about how, you know, at SeaWorld, the trainers, the animal trainers, how they train the animals to get the behaviors they want. And so 
I have friends that will look at me and say, are you shame <laughs> And I'm like, kind well, of. So the other five is he's a big boss of a multi-million dollar company. And he says he can totally get eights to do what he wants. Really? Yeah. Without That's... them knowing. Because if they know, forget it. They're going to become belligerent. But he does it in the most finesse subtle way. That... And it totally works. Yeah, that is so funny. I had a friend who um, we worked together and she would send me her like map location from her phone if we were meeting for lunch mm-hmm. um, or if we were, you know, working together and, and going to be at work around the same time. And I would get so anxious and I would drive faster. I would leave my house faster. I would wrap up what I was doing quicker. As soon as I saw that notification pop up on my phone of so-and-so shared their map with you. Uh-huh. And so I told her the next day, I was like, so you shamooed me and I don't like that. <laughs> so you knew, I don't like you that. knew she was doing that. I did. And then okay. once after that, once I realized, you know, I'm having these physical reactions to seeing this pop up, I get anxious about it. Then I got, I did, I got mad every time she would do it. I was like, listen, just stop. Just text me and be like, hey, meet me here in so many minutes. Because I knew as I started thinking it through, she's not going to be mad if I'm three minutes late or whatever. She's just sharing information. So after that, I was like mad at her for doing it because of how she had (laughs) changed my behavior. And I was like, no, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) I do the behavior modifications, not (laughs) you. (laughs) You can definitely appreciate the, the power of eight with five though. For, for that very reason is there's yes. like, um well, just all the power power that comes off in eight. But then you have that five analytical behavioral studying thing. Yes. Are you, are you energetically drained by moving towards people or are you? So that's so funny because I think about kind of that subtype, that like instinct. I for sure like self-protective, self-preservation. SP first for you? First. Like to a fault. However, for sure, no one would ever argue that. However, once I decide that someone is safe or feels safe, or if I, you know, think that maybe they're not a safe person, but the risk is worth it, then I go straight into that sexual. Yeah. So they're very close together. So I am more like once I decide that you're safe or (laughs) I have changed your behavior enough that I know what to expect from you. I know whether I think you're going to hurt me or not, right? How vulnerable do I feel with you in my space? Once I get past that and feel comfortable and kind of feel safe, then I go straight into it. It's a very close Mm -hmm. sexual. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, I have both of those just reversed, but it's the same thing. I had to really wrestle uh, between the two. Well, actually, initially, I was really confused about all three because an eight, I think the intensity and forward moving makes you think social right away. You're like, well, I'm extroverted. Like, that's kind of my thing. But then when I started to realize that my drive for sure in a room is to stick to one person really intensely and energetically get super bored with anyone who doesn't fit the energy I want. I was like, hi, FX. (laughs) Right. That's so funny. I do both. Like I will walk into the room, you know, we, we eights tend to do that, like vibe check. Is that what the kids are saying? (laughs) And immediately I'm, is someone here the life of the party or do I need to step up? Or is there like a very obvious life of the party and I'm going to be the best wingman they ever had? Yes. Or if the life of the party is not a good life, if the vibe is not good, <laughs> yes, then I'm going to be the new life to the party. We're going right. to shut that down and 
everyone's gonna have a good time so We're everything all about have fun. that is eight there's nothing about that that's five <laughs> just so you know <laughs> it's so funny I'm in so I work I'm a nurse I work in the hospital and I'm yeah. in the float pool so every day I'm on a you know a different unit or in a different place and by now I know I automatically start like preparing I'm like okay what personality do we or do we need to be helpful do we right. need to be fun do we need to be uplifting encouraging do I just need to go and do my job and leave <laughs> how can I take care of my patients and you okay, know when you're doing that though are you feeling it in your body absolutely you, right yes. there's an imprint of what's required and 100%. you kind of put it on Yes. A five is thinking. It's thinking a thought about it, but we're and, feeling it in our body. And I am for sure a thinker, like no it's question about though. that. But yeah. before I start thinking, and that's you feel what it. I think I do. And yeah. I think that's really that that eight. I'm going to feel it out. I'm going to yes. see how things feel. I'm gonna, how do I feel? Yeah. And I want to know, how do you feel? So that I know, again, kind of how to think it through and modify that behavior, right? So for sure. Yeah. I'm going to check out the scene, check out the people around me, see how I feel. And again, that self-preservation, like, am I safe here? Do I feel sure. good? Or do yeah. I need to withdraw a little until I can get a little more data uh, about the situation and mm-hmm. kind of plan from there? And if I'm unsure of this, and I think this is where that three kind of comes into play, because if I don't have enough, or I guess if I don't feel like I have enough data and kind of information, if I can't get a good feel of I keep saying the vibe and I hate that word and I just don't have a better, you know, if I don't have enough information to get a gut feeling or if I don't have a strong gut feeling one way or the other, then I'm going to be the bright, shiny person and kind of draw you in. And what do you need for me to draw you in? Are you... Do you need to laugh? Do you need help? You know, what can I do to Mm -hmm. kind of draw you in so that you trust me and you'll tell me your whole life story? So at that point, I can have all the data I need to proceed with life. (laughs) I'll highlight that as a really big distinction between the four and the three. I don't know how to do that. Not only do I not know how that doesn't interest me. The four is repelled by the idea of adjusting to lure anyone in. And it's a problem. Like, it's a problem. Because what it means is I show up as me. A hundred percent me. No matter. Well, it can be. It can be. But I don't lure anyone in apart from people (laughs) that like what's already there. Do you know what I mean? Which means I can't do. I can't manage a group well because of that, and because I don't have the ability to adapt to make other people comfortable as easily. It's not intuitive. What works for me is people that like the me I already am. Oh, but that's beautiful though. And you're probably surrounded by people who just love you and you don't have to question their motives (laughs) and you don't overanalyze every single person around you at all times. That is accurate. That is accurate. Those are perks. (laughs) And I am like the opposite. I always say like in the airport is like a playground for me. If I'm just waiting to board a plane and I don't have my kids or my husband, I'm going to find people And it's like a challenge to myself, like, I'm going to learn your whole life story in the next 10 minutes and figure out what makes you, you know, what makes you tick, what makes you, what makes you go. And I thrive on that. And I have to be careful with that because sometimes I do a little better job than I intended. And then I have had to slow down with that um, as I've gotten older. Do you like make people feel naked sometimes? uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And they didn't give you permission. So correct. Yeah. Okay, so I have true. to really be careful with yeah. that. One, so yeah, that's true. It's a superpower that you have to it, wield with caution. And- it is. And it, I am so oh, I don't even want to say it out loud, because I've actually talked to my therapist several times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
do you think I'm a narcissist? Can you right. reassure me that I am not a narcissist? But yeah. I also am so good yeah. at getting people to open up to me and figuring out, you know, again, what do you need to make you tick? Mm-hmm. And how can I adjust myself so that you give me what I want? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of right. mental superpower, and I, I don't even like to say this out loud, but I think it's important. And it's something I've really had to, to focus on just genetically blessed mm-hmm. to have a small frame I'm curvy in the right, right places and kind of going back to that capsule wardrobe like I have my one hairstyle and my one makeup and that's what I do um you're like the ultimate predator <laughs> <laughs> I, I really am though it's horrifying <laughs> yes yeah I think eights with five are and then I like add the three and that's a whole other thing but oh, yeah gosh I, and it's awful, I get it. but it's so it's easy especially with with men but even women too oh no you know, I, I just it. have to be Mm-hmm. I've had to really slow down and be mindful of, you know, with the 835, the yeah. intensity. And yes. especially once you find someone that yeah. matches that intensity and it, you don't want to let it go because what a beautiful thing to find someone who matches that. But then it can get a little tricky. All consuming. Yeah. Too much. Way too much. For sure. The eight with the five, it is a Venus flytrap for men and women both. There is something about it. And as you know, same with Amanda. Yes. Even it is what it is. So, but I would struggle if I didn't see depth. It wouldn't be enough for me. I'd be bored pretty quick. So what is your relationship to depth? And what is it that like stops you from going there? What's the struggle there? What are you protecting from? What do you think's happening? Oh, I go both ways. I want to know all of you and I want to go all in on you, but you're only going to get so far. You're going to get like (laughs) maybe two layers in on me and that's where I draw the line. Now there are a handful and it kind of goes back and it goes actually, I would say hand in hand with those people. Once I feel safe with you, once I feel like you're not going to hurt me or you might hurt me, but I believe that you're worth the risk. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, who assigns that? Like, who do I think I am to assign that to someone? Yeah, you're worth, you know, you're worth it. But once I feel comfortable enough and am able to feel safe, then Mm -hmm. I am willing to open up so much quicker and so much easier, but it is still hard. I am a writer. Mm -hmm. I love to, I've always journaled. I've always written letters. There's a project called the death row support project, I think. Mm. And so I have always had pen pals who are Mm -hmm. on death row that I've written letters to and to sit down and write or my husband and I, when we dated, we lived two hours away the whole time we were dating. And so we saw each other on the weekends and I would write him all the time because it is so much easier for me. I want, especially with those people I feel safe with, I want to tell you the things I want you to know me, but Lord, to say it out loud (laughs) feels like someone is like pinning me down and just traumatizing me. So I feel with those people that I feel safe with, I am happy to open up and we can have the tough conversations and the, you know, would you say you're actually fully open with some people? I would say yes. Yes. Okay. You say that kind of hesitantly. <laughs> um, but, so there's there are two people I can think of that, uh, okay, maybe one. And my best friend, he knows my soul. Everything about me. We talk all the time. And he, he can push my on soul. you? Oh, he, he can push on you? He's also in it. He's a social eight. But yeah. Okay. But we have an understanding because we are kind of the only people. We say we're the only people who can truly hurt each other's feelings. And we okay. make it a point not to. Okay. I am very open with him, but sometimes he'll say, Hey, Chelsea. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this is it. He's going to hurt my feelings. And he has right. all the power because he knows me. Yeah. He knows all the things. So and he chooses not to. He chooses not to. Right. Yeah. yeah. But and you I, know that you gave him the power. I have. And I yes. I go back and forth. I mean, he if he hurt my feelings, it would be very intentional. We're so intentional with the words that we use sure, with each other sure. and the conversations we have. But oh, it, it does um, stress me out knowing. I mean, because if anyone holds all the power, it is for sure him. Other people, yeah. you know. You can hurt my feelings, but I'll get over it in about two seconds. Right. Um, but hey, him, qu- yeah. question. He's not your husband. He's not my husband. No. So we how have... does your husband feel about <laughs> the fact that he's the closest person? I think my husband, so my husband is a six. I think yeah. my husband loves that because he does not Can't have be that. To, yeah. He doesn't have one. Well, he doesn't have to deal with it. Like my husband right. and I are very open with each other and he knows this relationship that I have, you know, with right. my, with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, because when I go back to my husband, I'm level-headed. I'm talking about things that make sense or, you know, what's for dinner? Yeah. What are the plans for the week? And not that we don't have serious conversations, but I think all the, again, that intense, emotional, maybe a little far-fetched, some of those deep dive things you go into that you come out and you're like, why did I do that? Yeah, I think he... Is he'd grateful. rather not? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know not. what? I'm glad you have him to get oh. this out on and come back to me when you're done with it. You are touching on something that feels like so uh, me. I had a connection like that, and we were able to be nuts with each other, like full intensity. Beca- and here's the thing: your self pres gives you a bit of a layer of protection. My SX means I am way too into this person. Do you know what I mean? And yes. I, it's not even sexual. It's I want to breathe them in. Yes. Because they fit. They're a match energetically. Yes. It's not romantic, but it doesn't change the fact that it's that intense. And there's no room for that in the marriage. I couldn't. So the only thing I could do is put distance and it would broke my heart. So you can feel for me now. <laughs> I, my heart is bleeding for you. And, and truly yeah. though, I can't. So um, my friend, we have known each other our whole lives. We yeah. grew, he's older than me. His brother is my age. So our families, you know, knew each other. We've always been around each other and around each other's families. And we have just never had romantic feelings for each other. Right. And so I think that because I would be terrified of our relationship if it was a newer, you know, sure. if we had just met and had this intensity. It'd be untested. Yeah. It would be, be terrifying. Like, I'd be yes, like, nope, sure. you got to go. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, but yes. since we have had that kind of that mm-hmm. past and history and friendship yeah. um, on and off. So now that we have that and it is the way that it is, yeah, it feels very safe and it feels and to my, because I have asked my husband, like, are you okay with yes. me yes. having this relationship? And, sure. and he just kind of looks at me. He's like, Chelsea, whatever. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> like whatever. It, oh my, the ache in my heart because it's so rare to find it. Right. Yes. But I had to let go of that one, but oh, it's making me emotional. Just think about it. <laughs> it's, it is hard. I um have a friend, a fellow runner who mm-hmm. like I've known we went to high school in the same area and it's unconfirmed, but it's confirmed in my mind that he also is an eight. And we had that we hung out once and we ran a 10 miler together a couple mm-hmm. in May. And we kind of also shared that like intense just yeah. right from the start, just felt like we saw each other. We understood each other. Yeah. And you know, it's so. It's your whole body. Whole body. is. And to come across that is so crazy. And for it not to be 
you know, it was very much Allowable. not yeah. romantic. <laughs> yes. No, but there's still but it's just, in life you have to say no to. And it's yes. Yeah. And so that was a, that, that was a sucky one. Cause I was like, oh, you could, I think that we could take over the world together. I think that, I know. you know, we could be the very best of friends, Yes, but yeah. maybe just back up a little. Yeah. yeah. I did not think this conversation was going to go here. Oh, Don't need to apologize. I think we are putting words to something that is very eight, which is the full body feeling of home. And rightness and intensity matching. That's super important. Well, also the heartache. If other people aren't crying right now, like I don't know, they're not eights. And they're not. They're not human. <laughs> they're not eights. And then also, this is in, is very SX. And if yes. your if your SX is high, then I've tried to put into words, and I think I've done a good job of how it makes me want to weep because it's so rare. And then when you find it, you cannot usually have it or yes. keep it. And people no, they don't, don't understand it. And it, it <laughs> is heartbreaking to know that there's this person that again, like not romantic. And I hate, I hate that it's labeled at, and I, yep. I'm appreciative of the three S's, the self-prez, the sexual and the social. Yeah. However, I wish that it was labeled and I've seen it occasionally as one-on-one instead of sexually um, of yeah. sexual, but I hate that. It, and I get it. But yeah. also I hate it because I'm like, yeah. even when there's not what we think of, you know, as sexual or mm-hmm. romantic relationship yeah. to find someone that you can, and you know, mm-hmm. just have that I intense. Do. Yes. And yeah. you just match. Yeah. It's true. It and is also, true. I even take it a step further and I say, I hate that it's called sexually, but I'll take it a step further. My love language is physical touch. Yes. I know. And so <laughs> we are going to take over the world together. We're going to yes. know each other's souls. And I want to hold your hand and like yep. hug you through the whole yep. thing. Bear hugs. Like bear Absolutely. hugs. And like we're yes. not letting go for five minutes. No. This is going to be a th- uh, no. Like I hope you don't have plans because we're touching yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. creates all sorts of issues. <laughs> yes. So now we have decided that we are the perfect partners. We can take over the world. And also I like to touch you because that's how I yeah, feel safe and loved. Right. So, yeah. you know, things go south. <laughs> what is important about this too, is we don't have any matching numbers in tri-type apart from eight, but because the stacking is similar, look at the amount of overlap in that part of life that we have. That is very important to highlight. Um, that's going to be a um, series that we do next oh, would so be important excited. actually, because we need to have people speak about what it means to be all the different backings just so that you can feel the heartache. It's all about heartache, to be honest, because it's where you long and where you can't have. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and Aaron experiences it with social in heartbreaking ways and then self-pressed people do as well. So I can't ever imagine, like I I can figure out how to own a room and light up a room and, but it's all because I want to feel safe. So I'm going to run the room in a way that I am safe. And so that social is so lost on me. Like me too. just do not grasp that. I feel like. Yes. Um, Yes. It'll be good to have some mates put some words to it. So we're definitely, we've got that on the, on the docket. Nursing was the last thing in life I ever wanted to do. I had an aunt who told me from the time I was young, you need to be a nurse. And I said, no, absolutely not. It's disgusting. I don't want to do it. I don't want to mess with people that way. And of course, I ended up as a nurse. But where I thrive in my career and in nursing is with end-of-life patients, like hospice and palliative care. And I never really thought it through. I just thought this is something I love. I feel like I am my best self. I am compassionate. I am kind. I am not cold. I think things through before I say them. 
Mm-hmm. I can have those hard conversations, but in a gentle way, which is generally not my nature, right? I'm normally sure. not yeah. that great. And my friend said to me, oh, so someone you know is dying and there's no way that they can hurt you. You're a better person around them. And I was like, oh, there that you go. makes sense. Huh? There you go. <laughs> so he actually pointed that out to me. And I think right. that's... Um, that's very eight, too. I think like, about that's that. why we're good with animals and babies and all the yes. things. It's They need protection. They're not yes. protecting us. They yes. need us to protect them. And that's our MO. That's let me. Do. Yes, let me protect you. Let me care for you. Let yeah. me, you know, when... So that's not just you. That's That's all of us kind of do that. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Still fit right in. Okay. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Still on brand. (laughs) But I do have a question. (laughs) Well, first of all, do you have spontaneous emotions, though? Because you are guarded so much against them. And when you do, what does that do to you? (laughs) And what conditions cause them? Oh, gosh. I, I, first of all, I hate surprises. I don't do surprises. I will Mm -hmm. ruin a surprise every single time. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not here for the surprise um, <laughs> because I want to know what's going on all the time so I can prepare myself so that I don't have this spontaneous emotions. Right. Sure. Um, sure. It's disgusting to me to think about, but they do <laughs> on mm-hmm. occasion they do. And I mm-hmm. find my first, I get mad at myself. How could you let this happen? You know, yeah. why didn't you realize whatever made me feel that way was coming. You didn't prepare. You didn't right. have enough prep. <laughs> I didn't have the data I needed to yes. see this coming and I do not yeah. like it. So I get mad at myself, but I have really tried. I will never say I've gotten so good, but I've gotten so much better at learning to sit with my emotions. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the book Tuesdays with Maury, but I've it, heard of it. I don't know. Oh what's my gosh. In it, but yeah. It's, it's beautiful, but um, it's about a professor who he, I think he was a sociology professor and he was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. And part of this story, he says, when I feel this way, I allow myself a few minutes of pity and I allow myself a few minutes of grief. And then I say, okay, I have felt the feeling. Mm -hmm. Now I know what it feels like. I am able to let myself go in that feeling and then I can move on from it. Right. Um, And so I really kind of go back to that when I do get caught off guard, especially Lord help. If I, I'm a mad crier. I will say that if I get mad, oh my gosh. And it infuriates me. I'll Mm -hmm. feel the tears coming and I just get mad. It's a spiral. Yes. Which makes me cry even harder because then I'm even more mad. Exactly. Um, But I do try, especially when I am caught off guard, which I I try not to let happen too often, (laughs) but (laughs) I do try really hard to just acknowledge okay this is the emotion this is what happened you know then I want to break it down I want to debrief about it with myself right this is what has happened it's okay to feel this way feel it however long you need to so you can get out of it you know I am one of the first people I will forgive and forget I put things behind me and just move on and where that's not good is I do that for myself as well once something I do something to someone and then I forgive myself and then I forget about it and they're still hanging on to it, right? They're still bad. Yeah. You know, I have to circle back and be like, oh, are we still on? Okay, do we want to talk about? I've moved right. on six days ago. Right. I'm like, okay, do we need to talk about it now? And you probably don't want to re engage it either. Like, uh, you. I don't. I try to find the logic. And so if yeah. it seems illogical to me, then I'm deciding, like, you know, is this a friendship I need to maintain or is this just a coworker with a, a silly yeah. thing. And I'm, we're just going to let this go. Cause I'm not going to let it bother my day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, but, you know, again, kind of overanalyzing everything and, and right. figuring out if that's something I really 
need to address or can we just let this go? But I don't, Mm -hmm. I am always down to have a hard conversation. I'm always down to sit with a hard conversation, but I need it to be logical, right? Like I need it to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, you know, and can I identify in my head, this person is screaming at me. What do I know they have going, you know, their mom is sick. They, you know, are having financial problems. They just lost their job. What else is going on that I'm going to be okay with them screaming at me? Because maybe that's just what they need to do. You just named the best gift of your tri-type. You have the ability to create space in the moment where someone else is being a lot to have those thoughts so that your reactivity is not going to get in the way. And I just need to acknowledge that that is the gift. Well, yeah, those of us that- with the four and six and whatnot, we are so full body taken over by the reactivity that yes. we, can't, we can't do that. There is a reason why this is the way you are and it offers people something. And so I want to just name that. I will sit and listen to what you're saying and watch how you're saying it, listen to your tone and kind of use that as an opportunity again to kind of collect that data about you and your behavior to see what you need and what I can give back to you and so I have really tried to use that and you know Mm -hmm. that space as an opportunity instead of just tuning it out and waiting for my turn to say what I want to say so (laughs) right a few things that I will um react to pretty quickly but I try and again just that self-prize I think I know that if I can hold my tongue and wait and say what's appropriate and say things with intention versus just reacting, then I'm going to be able to manage the situation later so much better. Oh, for sure. It is safer. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Whereas we feel somehow we were built to feel it safer to just attack, right? And that's what Jerome Leba was saying, like with neuroscience is some of us, it's just run at it. And it's true. Like in some situations you want to bear hug because then they can't kick you or stab you. Right. But then in other cases, it's better to hang back. So it's very interesting, I will say, our (laughs) strategies. What is something you'd want to say to all of us eights in closing? Oh gosh, you know, I prepared all the things and this is not what I prepared for. So now I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> I know. See, I, I wasn't prepared to I spontaneous know. emotion, anxiety. Now I have to like from think of something that sounds good, right? Like not and from also, the heart because then you'll you know totally too much about it. me. So skip it. I will give you the door if you want to take um, it. Yeah. Ask me about my tattoos. I don't have any. <laughs> well, I'm going to do rapid fire. I'll do rapid fire. I will give you an out because I am merciful and compassionate. <laughs> I, I love that about you. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> no problem. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. Okay, three words to describe you. Aware. I am intentional and energetic. What is your drink of choice in the morning? Coffee. Black. And then my second cup, I add a little creamer for some carbs. What's your evening drink of choice? Coffee. Decaf. (laughs) (laughs) Just coffee straight through the day. (laughs) Straight coffee, yes. I am a coffee and a water girl. What makes you cry? We talked about this. Uh, When I'm mad, I'm a mad crier for sure. Mm. Describe your happy place. And our family has land in the mountains. And it is quiet 
it is always warm afternoons, cool evenings. It's simple, right? I'm always chasing that simple and it's quiet and it's slow. When we're there, our family is all around and I love my family. I'm a huge Mm. family person. So safe, unsafe, unsafe. It is. There's nothing there coming to get me. There's, you know, no one there. There's no surprises. Mm -hmm. It's just slow and simple. Tattoos? None. I think (laughs) about it all the time and I know what I would get if I got one, but I just cannot bring myself to to do it. What stops you? What stops you? Do you think? Where would I put it? Because it's something I would want to see as a frequent reminder, but then also am I going to want that reminder in 20 years or is it just going to make me sad? That eight and that three can be a little addictive. And so I know once I get the one, I know what will follow. It'd be a full sleeve in like five minutes. (laughs) a whole jungle. Is there an animal you resonate with? I don't know that there's an animal that I resonate with, but I really love elephants. Elephants. I tend to gravitate toward elephants. Your color palette. Mm, green. I love green and I have red hair, so it, it complements me. Yeah. But then, yeah, black and white, very black and white, straightforward kind of person. Right. <laughs> if you could have a superpower. I would want to fly. And okay. it's really, I'm impatient. I just want to yeah. get where I'm going and <laughs> not have to deal with anything else. Just let me fly. If you could wear an outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be? Honestly, like a bodysuit or a jumpsuit, a leotard. I grew up doing gymnastics and mm-hmm. I, I feel safe. I prefer a very tight layer under my clothes. It likes something squeezing me a little bit. It makes me feel safe. And it's so, like a weighted blanket. It really is. I would just walk around in a leotard all the time or maybe like a bathing suit. I'm not a big clothes person. I <laughs> joke and say I'm going to go join like a nudist community. <laughs> Maybe maybe just a bikini all day, every day. <laughs> there you go. 